Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're taking the time to listen in. Today we're going to discuss how to study the Bible. When you're trying to understand a verse or passage, there's some basic rules of interpretation called hermeneutics to keep in mind. This will help you take great care with God's Word, respecting His intent. I'm going to list them first and then give examples afterward. Number one, take the Bible for what it says. Number two, let the Bible define and explain itself. Number three, let the plain, straightforward, easy verses guide your understanding of the harder ones. Four, you know how in real estate it's location, location, location? Well, in the Bible, it's context, context, context. Number five, don't make doctrine out of an historic account. Number six, When an Old Testament verse is quoted in the New Testament, the context of that Old Testament verse must be brought into the New Testament passage for accurate understanding. It's being quoted for a reason, so we don't want to neglect that. And number seven, if you believe that every word is inspired, then treat it as such. Take care with each word. Okay, let's expound on these. Number one, take the Bible for what it says. Let it mean what it says. I know what you're thinking. I already do this one. Do you? I thought I did, but discovered that there were many places where I came up with or believed alternative readings of it rather than just the plain words on the paper. Take it literally, unless it's obvious that it's not meant to do so. If the literal read of it makes sense, don't look for something else, something supposedly deeper or more spiritual. If your mom wrote you a letter, would you look for hidden meaning? Well, that may be a bad example. You might look for meaning between the lines, but I wouldn't recommend it. You could end up with misunderstandings and hurt feelings. No, you'd want to take her at what she said. Do the same thing with God's letter to you. Where he wants you to take it, otherwise, he'll tell you. I promise it's trustworthy to just take it at what it says. Number two, let the Bible define and explain itself. Bible word searches and word studies are so valuable for this, seeing how God has used or defined a word. The best way to do this is by using a tool that helps you search for the original word in Greek or Hebrew. Often the first use in scripture provides the definition. You can see how the author used the word elsewhere in the same book, then in his other books, and then how it's used elsewhere in the Bible. Here are some examples. John 6:44 says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. What is meant by that word draw? How do we let the Bible explain it? Fortunately, we have another usage of the word in the same sense, very nearby, by the same author, in the same book, and in Jesus' own words. John 12:32-33 says, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. How would God the Father draw all men? By Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Conquering death is a pretty powerful draw, wouldn't you say? God the Father needed to send his Son to the cross for all men to have a way to salvation. There is no other way. Here's another example. A well-known passage is Romans 8, 28-30. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. 
For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. Who are these people that God foreknew, predestinated, called, justified, and glorified? Well, the list starts with foreknow, so let's start there. A word search reveals, again, very nearby, in the same book, by the same author, how the word was used. Paul says in Romans 11, 1-2, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Paul says here that God foreknew the Israelites. Searches of the English word and the Greek word that's translated foreknow or foreknew reveal that the only people the word is used for is the Israelites in Romans 11 and Jesus Christ in 1 Peter 1.20. So do the Hebrew people fit the list in Romans 8? They certainly do. We see throughout the Bible that these were the ones God elected, set apart, chose to receive the adoption, his glory, the covenants, the law, the promises, the service of God, and through whom would come the Savior. They were the called, predestinated for all of these things. As Paul said in Romans 3, 1 and 2, What advantage then hath the Jew? Much every way. Okay, well, we're only through the first two on our list, so we're going to stop here for today and pick up next time. This week, try putting these two rules into practice. To help you with word searches, there are free online tools and apps like Blue Letter Bible, Logos Bible Software, or you can do the tried-and-true book method using a strong concordance. I hope this has been helpful. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. 